0: Upworthy Weekly, delivering the best of humanity every Saturday. Here's your hosts, Allison Rosen and Todd Perry.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Upworthy Weekly, and my name is Todd Perry, staff writer here at Upworthy. And with me is the wonderful Allison Rosen. You know her from the podcast. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Hello. So on today's show, we're going to review some of Upworthy's most popular and engaging stories from March 7th to the 11th. But before we get into that, before we wade into those waters, we've had some criticism this week uh, that happened on Twitter. Criticism of our show, our pristine, perfect, wholesome show that isn't the least bit sarky.
2: Nothing but sarky? sincerity. Yeah. Did you say sarky? Do you have a problem with that? Is that a word? Never heard sarky? I've never heard. Uh, is that like snarky and something else?
1: Like sarcastic?
2: I've never heard sarky.
1: Maybe it's snarky?
2: Well, I've heard snarky.
1: Did I make up sarky? Oh snarky? my gosh.
2: I don't know. Now I'm questioning whether I've just never heard it. No, I but think. Maybe that, I've never heard it because you made it up.
1: I think the term is snarky, and um, I was just gaslighting you uh
2: <laughs> well thank you for owning that no problem it starts with you
1: <laughs> no actually i'm not gaslighting what
2: what or maybe what <laughs> i don't know what's real and i'm questioning my own reality S- well i like sarki um look our show is a precious gemstone uh and it's perfect and the fact that anyone takes issue with it is um surprising to say the least even though I might have an inkling what some of this is about and I find it amusing so yes look we provide a service and if people have an issue with that we need to address it so let's hear it Todd. So we took some
1: criticism on Twitter at Todd a. Perry is me, and at Allison Rosen—that's with one L—on Twitter. Wow. Uh, we took some real, we took some real, sh- uh, some hits from people who came at us saying that we only talk about dogs on the show and never mention any cats. Uh, we've done stories about the dog that saved his owner who was in a wheelchair, and then he fell into the drink in Florida, and then his cute little beagle saved him. We had a guy who was out in the mountains and he fell down a a cliff, a ravine, and he had a big, furry, fluffy, amazing, like Siberian husky or something, and the dog kept him warm throughout the whole night. Um, We've really told some great tales of dogs doing very upworthy, awesome things, and people are like,
2: Yeah. Well, where are the cat stories? It's a, you know, and just to show you how much I personally center dogs in my own narrative Uh, I had it had even occurred to me until this got brought up and I was like you know that's it's true because I've been doing this for a fair amount of time now the entire time this podcast has existed I've been doing this and it's been countless dog stories every single time and I think to myself my dog would never save me like that but it never occurred to me where are the cats where are the cats
1: well, I think that the, uh, the criticism is really misdirected. You should not be.
2: You should go to Upworthy.
1: No, no, no. I mean, this, <laughs> oh, is, this is an extra species problem. You don't take this to the desk of Joseph R. Upworthy. Oh, okay? I forgot.
2: How could I forget that he's the one who's in charge of all things Upworthy?
1: So, what happens is, y- y- you don't come to Todd Perry and Allison Rosen about this cat problem, you don't go to Upworthy about it, you go mm-hmm. to the cats. You say, cats, why aren't you out there saving people? You know, from drowning, from hypothermia. No, cats aren't out doing this stuff. Uh, Cats are out, like, you know, being stuck in a box and trying to paw out of it or, um, you know. Sometimes
2: they're in trees.
1: Sometimes they're in trees. Sometimes uh, they hang out above the refrigerator because it's warm.
2: Yes. Oh, you know what cats do? Mm. If there are rafters, they'll just hang out. On top of a rafter. And I, as a clumsy person, will look up and I'll think, how do they balance up there? They do that. But what they don't do is if someone falls and can't get up, they don't begin meowing their, maybe they do, but we don't, we haven't heard of them like meowing their little face off to the point that it gets the attention of passersby who then, you know, call the authorities. Yeah. You're right. Cats, this one's on you. My kid doesn't wake
1: up in the morning and watch Cat Patrol <laughs> <laughs> what are they gonna do? What are cats gonna do? you know yeah you know there's a fire going out. Is there a Marshall version of a cat that would go out there with the appropriate fire equipment to put it out? No. Cats are afraid of water. They're not going to have anything to do with it. And they're just going to sit back and silently judge you. And if somehow you happen to come across this cat in your friend's house and you go to pet them, you always
2: pet them in the wrong spot. And then, you you know, you get the fangs. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're digging in. And what you're saying is cats brought this on themselves. It's the cat's fault for not doing anything upworthy hundred percent okay this is not the first time this charge has been leveled against me this has come up on Allison Rosen as your new best friend uh I have been accused of being anti-cat and I I have said and I stand by this I'm not anti-cat I just don't know cats as well and the older I get and look I know I feel like I feel like you and I are are going two different directions at this point Todd which is not the first time this has happened but I actually wish I could get a cat. I would like to have a cat. My husband and I are both allergic. Yeah. Look, you have a look of disgust on your face, so you are anti-cat. No, I, I find I, myself looking at cats and thinking they're cute. I, I would ter- like to have one. I'm terribly allergic. Uh,
1: if, if I walk into a house... I know there's a cat immediately because my eyes start getting weird. Yeah. I get a buzz in my head, and my, my head swells up like the elephant man. It's a very terrible thing for me to be around a cat. So, But that's not the bias I'm bringing onto this show, okay? It okay. has nothing to do with that. The thing is, cats just aren't pulling their weight. Uh, we got right. some listener mail. Nothing to do with we cats. We did. That's right.
2: Yeah, so just to put a finer point on that. Hey, cats, if you're listening, do something upworthy. Find yourself talked about on this show. It's as simple as that.
1: Listener writes in, named Ray. And he says, Todd and Allison. As Allison's husband is fated to be killed by an anvil, shouldn't his name be Danville? And that's, oh, and then he says, I'll get my coat. Ray. So, bad joke by Ray, but what what it, what he's pointing to is... Uh, a bigger question, I guess, and that is is he still doesn't know that I once, making an example, said, just in case, Allison, if you had to go back to dating because your husband was hit in a Chuck Jones-style act of violence where he was hit with an anvil, uh, you know, what would you do? And then since we've been talking about that, he's, he's doomed. Allison, your husband.
2: Yeah. Right. He still has no idea that for a while now... There's been an, an anvil dangling over his head. I have been giving him a wide berth so that I don't similarly get crushed. And it's not just because I'm selfish, which I am. It's because someone has to stick around to take care of the kids. But yeah, he look, Ray brings up a good point. We're, we've been missing an obvious joke each and every week. I just love I love the interaction. You guys think we hate cats? Bring it on! You think we are calling my husband by the wrong name? Keep it coming. Where do they direct those emails? Upworthy Weekly
1: at upworthy.com. Wonderful. So, Allison, we got a lot of stories in the queue today. What do you got?
2: We sure do. Okay, here's one that I just love. Uh, a teacher mispronounces every student's name to get a laugh, but it also serves... A bigger purpose, and this is by Annie Renault, and it ran on Tuesday. So there's this video that is just heating up Reddit. Um, it's gotten 62 million views. That's a that's sure a lot of views. Um, so Annie starts the story by talking about the fact that uh, her husband's name is Javad, and given that it is uh, a, a a quote unquote foreign sounding name, um, and I don't think she referred to it that way, but um, You know, it's an unusual name. He grew up having people mispronounce it all the time, like he would say it twice and then they would still call him Bob. And so kids with maybe not standard American names in the American school system during attendance, during roll call are used to this situation where teachers mispronounce their names versus kids who have pretty straightforward names. Um, It's just something you're not used to. Teachers usually get your name right. uh, And it's just something you take for granted. So this substitute teacher made this very funny video, did this funny thing in class where she uh, pretended to not know the pronunciations of Every name that she read. And it was really funny and it made a a funny point. uh, And people just love it. Oh, Um, wait, wait, wait. We're
1: we're going to play the audio right now.
2: Oh, perfect. Okay, listen up. Whenever I say your name, just say here Solomon?
0: Solomon? Oh, Solomon? Okay. Um, Luck? Oh, it's Luke. Okay. Madalin? Madeleine? Oh, Madeline? Oh, okay. Hunter? Hunter? Oh, was it Hunter? Oh, okay. Regan?
2: Are you Regan? Oh, Reagan? Okay, got you. Jack Cobb?
0: Jacob. That's Jacob. Oh, Jacob?
2: Okay, okay. It's really silly. Uh, so you can appreciate it just for the silliness and you can tell the kids as, you know, as it goes on, they, they enjoy it more and more. Um, but it makes a, a greater point too, which is that uh, having the experience of someone always getting your name wrong does other you. Um, versus having the experience of someone always familiar with your name is just, it's a privilege in a way. Look, I don't mean to be one of these woke kind of people, but you know what I'm saying, Todd. I I like it
1: because in the video, it's like the kid's name, Luke, which, you know, everybody would probably get right because of Star Wars. Uh, I mean, it is a native Tatooine name, not a, you know, from here, but for some reason, it's still fine and everybody knows it, I think, because... (laughs) He was a very famous tattoo wiener, you know? <laughs> um, I did not mean to make, like, a wiener joke, by the way. That was...
2: It was just uh, luck. It was luck. Luck, which is how she mispronounced Luke. <laughs> exactly.
1: And he's kind of laughing with it, and I, it seems to me from the video that the kids get the point, which mm-hmm. is cool. Yes. You know? Right. Uh, it, rem- it reminds me, when I was in school, my last name's Perry. So, obviously, mm-hmm. be, when they'd call roll be Perry... And then Fabiola Perez, who sat next to me in every class. And then Sumchai Puk Chom Yom, who sat Mm. a couple down, who was from Thailand. And, you know, uh, again, we were in a lot of classes together. So whenever the the teacher started getting close to that name, it was like, you know, she had to take a breath. And then he just like, Sumchai pook Chom Yom, like he just get nip it in the bud because he didn't want to have to hear it which really sucks and Mm -hmm. and then just all like the kids making fun of his name all the time you know it's probably hard to feel part of the group or just that ease of entry into social situations that people who are named like allison or todd uh don't have to deal with
2: right do you know the comedian demi at Um, his handle is ElectroLemon, and he's really funny. He makes these videos that go viral every year. Um, uh, that song, did you, Do You Remember the 24th of September? Oh, yeah. And um, he makes – actually, I think he stopped, but he used to make a video every year – uh, that would come out on that date, and he would have dancers, and there were these really clever videos, and he would raise money for charity. But anyway, um, he is a uh, Nigerian, and his so it's Demi, which is short for a longer name, and then a eBay, which is uh spelled with there's like there's G's and Y's and E's, and it's it's if you looked at it, you would not exactly know how to pronounce it. But yeah. I remember him saying, "Just remember." uh, did you eBay? <laughs> like, did you remember to eBay? And I was thinking, now I always know how to pronounce it, but it's funny and also kind of, sad is too strong, but like, it, uh, I don't know. The fact that he has to come up with this m- mnemonic device to help everyone else remember how to pronounce his name, it's just, a, I, 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 he just takes it in stride, but like, that's not great, you know?
1: Uh, real, Last thing here on this story is, a comment from somebody who clearly didn't read the article. This is a Facebook comment from someone who clearly did not read the article. And Linda writes, Nowadays, a lot of finger pointing should be aimed at parents who insist on spelling their child's name in every single strange way possible.
2: Mmm, Linda. That's a real Linda of a comment.
1: That's what I'm saying. I think Linda is Karen's mom. (laughs)
2: And Susan's sister. um, I would like to take back what I just said, because sometimes I feel like all this, like, Susan, Karen, Linda comedy is a little bit easy, even though we just made all those jokes. Well, Todd, you have an unusual Todd spelling. What's the story with that?
1: Uh, my dad was very into history, and he was quoting Abraham Lincoln, who was married to Mary Todd, who, and oh. the, and Todd had two Ds, but the, um, the Todds were a very kind of like self-important family. Uh, They're like a big, you know, family name. And Abraham Lincoln once joked that if there's one D in God, there should be one D in Todd. Therefore, I became Todd with one D. So, yeah, so my name is spelt differently than most. And it's it's only like a pain in the butt when, like, you don't get emails. And it's like, did you put yeah. two D's in the name? Or, right. you know, that kind of thing. Or then I had friends that would jokingly call me God, <laughs> which my wife completely hated. Like, mm-hmm. with the passion of ten white, hot sons. And... <laughs> One day, we are in an we elevator at the Sky Bar in Long Beach, and I get in the elevator, and there's some other people in there I don't know, and I'm with my wife, and the elevator operator I knew was my buddy Dennis, and he's sitting there, and he's in a suit and top hat because it's a fancy elevator. He goes, oh, God, good to see you. And the other people in the elevator were like, what? Like this, and I was just kind of smirking to myself, and my wife just like, no, no, uh-uh, uh-uh I'm getting off the elevator right now. <laughs> But it was, it was a term of endearment and a joke,
2: you know. Are, you must be allowed to name your child God, right? I think
1: so. I think so. In, in some countries, I think you're allowed.
2: Um, Allison with one L. So my parents claim that that was the more common spelling back when they named me. Uh, and I don't believe them, but that is what they say. And I have met a fair number of like there are other Allisons with one L among among us, that was not even a correct sentence. Um, I've met many other Allisons with one L, but I do feel that two L's does seem to be the expected spelling and the more common spelling.
1: I'm sure there's somebody named Allison Rosen with two L's that gets angry tweets directed at you from your show. Oh
2: yeah, there yes, and there there's like a we there's a network of other Allison Rosens uh they we all get each other's email and we they we forward it to each other it's pretty fun <laughs> they're very nice very nice other Allisons. in fact there is a um cookbook author named Allie Rosen that I had on my show uh and i asked a couple of the other Allison Rosens to call in and it was like a real Allison Allie Rosen festival that day
1: oh it's beautiful
2: it was fun now, yeah
1: were you guys alike in any way
2: I think we
0: all have dark hair Uh, Upworthy Upworthy Weekly Weekly.
2: So here is a sweet story And I am braced for this wholesome alert Is it coming?
1: Listen real quietly Just listen Shh I can't can't listen anymore quietly I can't You gotta see because there's people listening in on the show While we're doing it that decide when to put it in Where are they? Kid, what Wait. are they gonna do? they're just just make, making me nervous just real quick and then just no, I don't think that there's gonna be oh, any okay. oh. any oh my any, God. any alert here I think we're good <sighs> We
2: Okay, so anyway, here's a sweet story about an 80-year-old grandma's crush on Keanu Reeves that shows why he's the nicest man in Hollywood. And this is by Seth Raman S., and it ran on Thursday. Um, I don't know what you think of Keanu Reeves, but everything that I hear about him and everything that Seth Raman S. hears about him uh, makes us think that he is just one of the nicest, bestest dudes in Hollywood right now. So this story was written by the grandchild of this grandma who has this huge crush on Keanu. Um. So this uh this grandma uh lost her spouse, and evidently her spouse resembled Keanu Reeves. Uh, and then she had a stroke, mm. so she's been kind of housebound. So for this was ten years ago. So for the last ten years, she's mostly just kind of stayed home and watched movies. Uh, she's found a lot of peace in watching movies, a lot of Keanu movies, and she's she has this crush on Keanu, uh, because he's a hot nugget, and also because he resembles her, you know, late husband. So um, her son, the grandchild who's writing this uncle, was in a restaurant in LA, a swanky restaurant, and saw Keanu. And at the end of the meal, approached Keanu and said, you know, I don't normally do this. I don't normally approach famous people. However, I just have to tell you, my mom has the biggest crush on you. You look like my dad um, and blah, 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 blah. You know, it just kind of went into the story a little bit and then Keanu and think about how oftentimes the stories we hear about famous people they are not always gracious sometimes they're mean but yes. Keanu said do you have a cell phone on you let's call her and uh. they called her and made her night is that not the sweetest thing you've ever heard
1: uh grandma it's so good <laughs> To talk to you. Uh, I've heard I look like your husband. So sweet. I uh, I I do think this is sweet, and it, it seems to me that Keanu Reeves is just a man that appreciates that he can use his fame for good, and that every time he touches somebody like that, they have like a story for life. Because I'm sure yeah. everybody does, and he appreciates that power instead of lording it over people. Right. Um, <laughs> reminds me of. I was at Lebowski Fest one year For people who love the movie The Big Lebowski Mm -hmm. And I was there and there's a guy in the movie Who plays a role called uh, Carl Hungus Who is an Mm. erotic film star in the movie And he was also in the movie The actor was also in the movie Fargo Famous for saying like Pancake or whatever
2: Where's Pancake's house? What? We stop at Pancake's house What are you, nuts? We have pancakes for breakfast.
1: So I was there, and he was there walking around, and I had my phone, and I was very intoxicated off of port wine. And I saw the guy, and I was like, could you talk to my brother-in-law and say pancake? The guy was like, oh, (laughs) oh, sure. And I forgot my brother-in-law was on the East Coast, and it was like 2 in the morning. And I just put the phone up to him, and he was like, Pancake! 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 And I, guess my brother had no idea what was going on. It was like, he's like, I pick right. up the phone and some guy's yelling pancake at me at <laughs> two in the morning. What the <laughs> hell? And I was like, it's a dude from Fargo. So he was very happy, but it didn't quite go off as well as the Keanu call.
0: Right. Upworthy, Upworthy Weekly.
1: All mixed up. Got my stuff all mixed up. Can't find my story. Yeah, it's in here somewhere. What are we talking about? Mom calls out daycare for always contacting her and not the dad. Sparks a gender inequality discussion. Dr. Raina Brands, a professor at London's UCLA School of Management, recently took to Twitter to call out one such example of gender inequality. This is by Jisha Joseph, by the way. Our son has been in daycare since the beginning of the year. If he's sick and needs to come home early, they call me. If they want to give him some paracetamol, which is like English Tylenol.
2: I was thinking about this. Why do we call it two different things? Because we call it acetaminophen over here.
1: Yes. Uh, I think maybe it's just in British paracetamol means acetaminophen. Sure. you know,
2: Great. It's like a pram stroller situation
1: schedule schedule
2: yes advertisement advertisement
1: Lou, toilet
2: mm. chips i don't know why my voice went up <laughs> chips <laughs> fries
1: Are you from what's a burmy a burmy accent
2: oh, chips. i don't know what i don't know what happened <laughs> okay carry on allison rosen will be boot playing trunk.
1: we'll be playing julia childs in the upcoming <laughs> julia and julia 2 <laughs> uh, so the uh, the gal says, if he has injured himself, they call me. So what? I've repeatedly asked them to call my partner first. I've asked them to put a note on my file about that. I've asked the manager. They call me again, and I asked them to always call my partner first. And two hours later, they called me again. What makes this more absurd is the fact that my partner has always been the main point of contact. So no matter what, these people just keep denying what she's saying to them and going to her instead of the husband, just because they've be- been conditioned uh, to think that a woman is the primary contact and caregiver of a child. Which in today's day and age, especially after COVID, where now people a lot of, more people work from home and everything, I feel that concept has been pretty diminished. Like when I go to pick up my son at school, it'll be like two thirty, and it's even. Uh, with fathers and, and mothers picking up the kids. Uh, but, that being said, as a father who takes care of his child, when the I... hero. That's right. And I'm puffed up. Look at me. <sighs> look at me just forgetting gender roles and coming in here and being, nur- and you know, being a uh, very Nurturing. open... Nurturing. Nurturing. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, picking my son up and giving him a big hug and saying, Son... Right. I love you. And not just being like, go work in a mill, you know, (laughs) I, you know, so you, I get to do a victory lap. Whereas if mom shows up and she's one minute late, she's a horrifying mother.
2: Right. Right. Um, yeah, I see I see people complain about this on social media a lot. I, I got into like a little area of TikTok where a lot of women were talking about this. So I get that this happens. Um, That would annoy the crap out of me. And specifically what would annoy the crap out of me would be just that she's made this point to them. He's the contact. He's the first contact. And they're not following that. And if it's an emergency, they're going to be able to reach him faster. So please follow what we've asked you to do in terms of, like, emergency contact. So why are they not following that? That would bother me. Um, the school called us recently to come pick up Owen because – have I talked about Owen's um, constipation issues on this show? It's a fun topic. Oh, no.
1: Most certainly. Okay. I, I'll uh, clear yeah. 15 so- minutes.
2: our three-year-old our our freshly three he just turned three um sometimes gets very constipated and uh he uh I'm trying to figure out how to make this very very fast but anyway uh when he gets very constipated he just he'll just like lay on his tummy and roll back and forth and go like poopy poopy (laughs) so anyway he was doing this at school and (laughs) they called us To pick him up because he was very uncomfortable and it seemed he was very like we know he he just does this and then eventually he goes and it's fine. But um, and, you know, we're on top of it and giving him like the, you know, the whole the whole dietary regimen of things to ameliorate the situation. But anyway, um, you know, he's like not having a good day anymore. So anyway, I looked I was recording my show. And afterward, I looked at my phone and I saw that there had been two missed calls from the school. And I was like, oh, no, thinking there had been an emergency or something. Um, and I listened to the message and then I realized it was just that, you know, he's seems to be very constipated and we think you should pick him up. And then my husband was already on the way to get him. Um, but I, even though I was working, so it's OK that I did not get my phone, I still felt like the worst mother in the world that I hadn't noticed that they had called me twice. That had never happened before. I-, I guess I'd never really figured out like, okay, if I'm working, do I answer the phone? If the school call, I hadn't figured out what I do, but the fact that I didn't even notice that it rang, I, I-, I felt very like uneasy with that situation.
1: Big question on this. Um, you feeding that
2: kid too much cheese? no i mean he does have some cheese but it's not like a wheel of brie a day or something
1: sometimes when there's parent teacher stuff or some kind of school event i'll go with my wife because we always both show up and i'll sit there and i'll be like i am the only dad in here Mm. where it's all moms and then me and my wife sitting there and i'm like how do i make hay out of this
2: you know if like score points
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I'll sit there and I'll go hey, I'll go to my wife and go. Didn't see any other dads in there. And then then she'll come back to me and be like, yeah, well, that's because you're just doing your job as a father. So I'll try to get that like, hey, hey, yeah, look at this. She's good at this. Damn. She she doesn't give me an inch. Right. She gives me nothing. But I I have implemented something in our marriage, which I think is a a big win, and everybody should implement. This goes for all couples out there. Uh, One day, my wife was like, oh, you know, we got to go to Target, so let's go to Target. And I asked a pivotal question that changed my life. I said, is this a one-person job or a two-person job?
2: Oh, that's good.
1: And she said, this is a one-person job, but don't you want to go with me? Said,
2: oh, oh, God, she's so good.
1: Ugh. And I said, no, I don't like going to Target. And I feel that if we go to Target and you're alone, then you can just sit and breeze through and be like, oh, I'm going to try on this cami. And you can try on three camis instead of one cami. I don't even know if girls wear camis anymore. But And you can try on all the camis you like and not buy them without me sitting there in a huff. And then I can get something done at the house. I could do dishes. I could scrub the floors. I could order stuff, whatever whatever we need to do. And then next time I'll go to Target and you don't have to go. And then, so then I started using the, is this a one person or two person right. philosophy and applying it to most things. And it's really, I think, saved us a lot of time and aggravation.
2: That's really smart. We recently did something which I think is good. So the uh so Elliot goes to school in the morning and then Owen goes in the afternoon. And we were going trading off days taking out. El- so like I would, you know, get up in the morning, um uh, make him breakfast, get him ready for school, drive him to school and then the next day Daniel would and then we'd go back and forth. Um but I realized I don't mind the getting up early getting him ready for school for some reason the driving him to school part stresses me out and daniel finds that the like getting him ready for school part stresses him out but the driving doesn't stress him out so now i just get him ready for school every day and daniel drives him every day and we're both happier how do you feel about this division of labor i like it's good or is this bad i i like it because it's consensual
1: okay the, the worst scenario would be you and Daniel both dressing him simultaneously and then both driving him to school. <laughs> That's the big loss.
2: Right. It would be, yeah. Yeah, that would be, um, it would be redundant in many ways.
1: Yeah, and you'd just be like way too up in the kid's business, you know. <laughs> right, like, right. Give the kid a break.
0: Yeah. Upworthy, Upworthy Weekly. Weekly. It's time to rate your week. Have something great happen this week that you just have to share with the world? Tell us about it by emailing us at upworthyweekly at upworthy.com.
1: So, Allison, on a scale of one to five, how was your week? One being absolutely horrifying, five being transplendent.
2: I feel like I had like a solid... 3.5 this week I went to the eye doctor I got a blood test real like old people stuff you know just taking care of some health appointments Um, yeah but I started a newsletter uh, which has been pretty fun because I'm a writer who doesn't really write Um, so this has sort of it's like reminds me of when I started a blog way back in like you know 2003 or whatever so it's like the fun of of writing again and I think it's good that I'm challenging myself to write again because I feel like I don't write enough so it's been fun so that's good
1: so what if people want to sign up for it allisonrosen.com is that
2: um so I okay so right now I it's it be, it's complicated to give out the URL cause I don't know what it is. I'm going to move it over to something where it's easy to give out the URL, but the easiest place to go if you want to sign up now is just find me on Twitter because I've been, I've have been tweeting out the link and that's just, uh, at Allison Rosen on Twitter and then you'll find the link there. Um, but it, I will move it to somewhere easier where I can just say what it is. Um, but right now just find me on Twitter and then find, uh, find one of my tweets where I mention what it is. Yes. That is what you should do.
1: Are you a better person than you were last week?
2: Like just slightly because I am writing again. And I think that that does make me a better person because, uh, listen, this is going to sound like I'm patting myself on the back, but I think that if you have an aptitude for something, and clearly I think I do for writing, Mm. and you're not doing it, then it's just kind of like laying fallow. So listen... If you can do something, you should do it, and I'm tr- and I'm doing it now. So I'm slightly better than I was before. I think
1: that needs to be put on a park bench somewhere. Which if, part of it? If you're doing, <laughs> if you can do something, I think you should do it. <laughs> Allison Rosen, March
2: twelfth, twenty twenty two. That's right. Um, Todd. On a scale of zero, nope, on a scale of one to five, one being just horrendous, five being transplendent, how was your week? Uh, it was
1: good. You know, I'm going to give it a
2: 3.5. Co- you're, cop- you're copying me, but okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. I feel a jinx happening. Um, <laughs> I uh, Yeah, it was just, you know what? It's just been like a beautiful week out, and I, the spring's coming back, and I, I don't know, I, I feel... Like in life, you know, I I, I could get my vit, vit, vitality back when the weather's nice, and um, I I had a, a a good memorable moment with my son this week, which I think I'll always remember. Is he's taking a shower, and, and my in in our bedroom, and it was over by my wife, who was I don't know watching some show where women in six hundred dollars shoes scream at each other, and she goes, "Todd, come here, come here." what so I, I crept over to the bedroom and uh i looked and in the shower my son was singing lucy in the sky with diamonds by the beatles Aww.
2: oh how sweet
1: because he had heard it in the car the day before i, I always played the beatles channel on Sirius for him and there's a really they had a lot of good lennon tracks the other day a lot of good lennon tracks and uh lucy in the sky with diamonds was one of them and my son was singing it and just enjoying it and i was like oh I'm doing my best at uh, imbuing my child with everything I like. So yeah, that was fun.
2: That's really sweet. And are you a better person?
1: I'm going to say no because I went against a core part of my being. Oh, no. Yeah. I uh, betrayed my basic values as a human being and I went to go see the Batman. Mm. And I, I... I I'm sure there's people out there love comic book movies. That's cool. I got no beef with you. But it's just it won't end. It's comic book movie after comic book movie after comic book movie. And I feel like we need more movies about new stuff or new ideas, not just, I don't know. Squirrel Man versus Rabbit Man versus, you know, it just keeps going and going in The Avengers, and then they reboot it, and then they soft reboot it, and then there's, like, some other English guy playing Spider-Man, and it just keeps going and going and going. Right. And, but I had read reviews for The Batman, <laughs> and I was bored on Tuesday, and I went to go see it, and I, I was like, well, I'm just going to hate watch it, and, you know, that way I can... Maybe it's a very Gen X thing Like I'll just like this ironically Even though I mm-hmm. really love this Barbie girl song um, <laughs> And I I sat through it And it, it was the I think the I think it was the longest movie ever made I think it's still going I think I saw it Tuesday And they're probably just walking oh, out of the wow. theater Right now on Saturday But I actually found it fun And I like Robert Pattinson And I was like oh god And the music's good And I was like uh, I liked, I liked the Batman
2: so it was good. Yeah, it was good. And that makes you, and that makes you upset.
1: Yes, it's like it's it, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Allison. If you
2: were like, no, I get it.
1: I had to watch the Super Bowl the other day, and oh my God, wasn't Joe Burrow from the Bengals so great? And then like you're like, oh my God, I'm not a sports person, but now I'm loving sports. Oh God, what happened to me? Who am I anymore? I don't even know.
2: This, yeah, in my in aforementioned newsletter, I have a section called "Am I a Sports Mom?" Because we signed Elliot up. For a sports class. It's literally called sports class. Um, the same day that I had been looking into signing him up for tap dancing lessons, because he seems to really love dancing. Uh, <clears throat> and shockingly, he was really good at sports. I realize that's a very broad term, but the class covers a lot of different types of sports. But he like was really good at catching balls and throwing them back and stuff. And I found myself really suddenly <clears throat> proud and invested. And I was like, oh, my God, I totally get how people suddenly, how how moms start like painting their face and tackling the coach and like, cause I am, I am gonna be super into this suddenly. You, we were just talking. to see how it happens.
1: We were just talking last show about how awful we thought it is that like you know it's gonna be like, Allison, uh, we gotta record the show and you'll be like, you know what? Mm, gotta,
2: I'm in Barstow this
1: week. Yeah, I'm in for the whole weekend. He's got a <laughs> tournament. He's got a tournament and that's no one can say anything again. Oh, oh, tournament. Oh
2: yeah. Sorry. Upworthy Upworthy weekly.
0: Weekly.
2: All right. And the last story, people are sharing the weirdest things we accept as normal. And it has people questioning reality. This one is by Todd, Todd Perry. That's the guy that read a book, isn't it? I did book.
1: I made the whole book.
2: The whole 600-page, my God, what a genius you are. Uh, And this ran on Friday. So Todd, the genius who read a whole book, um, talks about how uh, now we look back on a lot of behaviors that were really common back in the 70s, and we think, what? It's crazy that those things were so common, like smoking inside um, and just littering. Back then, you know, now if you were to eat a sandwich and then toss, just toss the, the wrapper out a car window, your passenger might look at you and think, what are you doing? But that was <laughs> very commonplace. Um, and in the future, we will look back on some of the things that we do now and, and, and think that uh, maybe they weren't so evolved. For example, Todd theorizes, and I agree with you, the way we treat the animals that uh, we use for food or our healthcare system or the prison system. Um, so, a Reddit user asked the Ask Reddit sub forum, asked and asked Reddit sub forum, um, what's the weirdest thing society accepts as normal? Uh, and the response is exposed a lot of today's practices that are worth, worth questioning. So, uh, here are some of the weirdest things society accepts as normal. The work life balance. Um, so, working until you're old, graying, and broken, and then using whatever time you have left for all the things you wish you could have done when you were younger. Um, another one, uh, the idea that, uh, so re- it's called resting comfort. So, the idea that uh, dead people need pillows and caskets. I, I mean, I get that. Why do they? But still. Yeah, nice. I,
1: I feel that's for the living.
2: Oh, of course. Yeah. But still. I mean what does it who does it harm?
1: No, I you know, it's I think it's just a big scam being put forth by a Big Pillow.
2: <laughs> Perhaps. Maybe we could put my pillows in there. Yeah. Used my pillows. Um the the IRS mystery, so this thing where you you guess how much you owe the IRS in taxes. Um <laughs> Uh, The booze drug separation. So the fact that booze, you know, alcohol is pretty accepted, but drugs are so vilified Um, stage parent syndrome, people having kids and trying to live their lives again through them, vicariously forcing them to do things. The parents never got to do being on. So the man being everywhere, being on camera or recorded anytime you're in public will we get to a point where we think that that'll be weird i feel like that's just going to be increasingly normalized
1: yeah i don't think we're coming back from that at all yeah i think i think a lot of people don't mind that I, uh, because nowadays like it's almost impossible to commit a crime anywhere because everybody's got a zoom everybody's got a ring you know thing on right. their doorbell at least if you know if you're on next door then everybody, you know, oh, here's the porch pirate that was stealing my thing. Right. And everywhere, you know, there, there's footage of like every crime that happens, it feels like. So I, I don't think people yeah. are going to want it back. I feel weird about everybody constantly being filmed, but I'm not sure it's anything. It's going to be dialed it's going back. anywhere. No.
2: Right. Um, tragic positivity. So these feel good stories about a kid making a lemonade stand or something to pay for her mom's cancer treatment because no one can afford health care in America. That's one. These like the GoFundmes that raise tons of money to pay for someone's health care. and it's like that should have been that should be covered in the, you know this this kind of country. Um, the retirement trap. So spending five sevenths of your life waiting for the two sevenths of it to come that where you'll get to be able to like do what you want. How is that okay? Oh, that um, that
1: reminds me of my I I read a book
2: once. Uh, we know.
1: I, I wrote, I read more than
0: one.
2: Oh, uh, another
1: one. Okay. I read a book many years ago called "The Tao of Pooh" uh, by Benjamin Hoff, and there's a great part of that book which always stuck with me. In which, reading it at twenty, it was like, "Whoa," you know, "Whoa, oh, man!" Like it, it blew my mind. And it's basically, there's a portion that says, "In in our society, we're always trained to look for the great reward." It's just around the corner, you know. Oh, when I get to high school, when I finish high school, when I finish my degree or trade school, then I'll have some money, and then I'll be happy. And then I'll meet the perfect spouse, and then I'll be happy. And then then I'll get the house, and then I'll have the appropriate number of children, and then I'll be happy. Or, oh, when I retire, that's when when it's really going to happen, and I'm going to hit this plateau where it's all great. And then it never happens because the joke is, you're supposed to just learn how to enjoy the moment is yeah. where the happiness is and that you're never going to catch that elusive thing. It just keep, you know, you're chasing the dragon, but the dragon does not exist.
2: Mm, I think I need to read this book. Yeah, yeah, you know. Should I read it and then start a competing Taoism podcast?
1: Yeah, you should. The, 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 the Tao of <laughs> Allison could steal all my... And you could just rip on me the whole time. It could be like, you know... Uh, yeah, you could just make fun of me the whole time about how I don't know the true Tao and you have the true Tao.
2: Okay, that sounds good. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, there's 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 many more, but just another one. And I don't know how I feel about this one yet. I'm not there yet, but homework on the weekends. Kids having homework on the weekends.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. I think the kids are already overworked as it is. Yeah. Especially like my kindergartner, you know, he's got
2: homework and it's like, dude. He does? Yes. It's like, it's too much. You know, I, I, how much are we talking? How much homework are we talking? Because uh, we just put in bunk beds in Elliot's room and I'm looking around the room thinking like we didn't leave room to put in a desk in here. Does he need how soon is he going to need a desk?
1: Yeah, pretty soon. I'm, I mean, y- you got a kitchen table? Yeah, you got that. You're not eating on the floor. No. OK,
2: we could do it there. Sh- should we eat on the floor so he can use his the table as his desk?
1: Well, I think you just you schedule it for different times. You have okay. homework time, <laughs> like you don't have homework time and bath time at the same time, because no. that gets a little difficult. You get the a little homework. wet, yeah, It's a little wet, and
2: I don't think I had uh, I had homework in. We didn't have homework in kindergarten, did we? I don't I, recall. I don't think no. so. No. Hmm. Anyway, there you go. What a wacky world we're in, Todd. Well, you know, Allison. You know what my fear
1: is. I fear that in, you know, 40 years, I don't know if I'm still alive, but and it's like, Grandpa, you know, he's a man of his time. And people start using euphemisms because I accidentally say things that are horrifying, but I have no right. idea because they weren't horrifying when I was young, you know? Like, oh, Grandpa Todd, he's set in his ways. or you Yeah. Know. Oh, you got to excuse him. You know, he was born in the 70s.
2: It was different then.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, my grandma, God bless her. She was a sweet woman, but sometimes some things would come out of her mouth. It was like, oh, grandma, no, please. You know, like... (laughs) I just don't want that to happen. But you don't... I think think you just don't know it, maybe. Or maybe you're just old and don't care.
2: Right, that's the question, is when we're that old and we're saying horrendous things, do we want someone to tell us?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Probably. Do you want your grandkid to... Criti- criticize you and be like, "Oh my god. Am I do I sound like a horrifying person?"
2: Right. I don't know.
1: I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Upworthy Weekly podcast. My name is Todd Perry and this was Allison Rosen.
2: That's right. Get your listener
1: emails in. What else are we getting wrong besides allegedly being wrong about cats and uh, the name of Allison's husband? Upworthy Weekly at upworthy.com. Also, Set us up with a review on iTunes. Tell us, are you a better person this week than you were last week?
2: Let us know if your cat has ever saved you.
0: Upworthy Weekly was produced by Todd Perry. Follow Upworthy on all socials at Upworthy. Allison is on Twitter at Allison Rosen. And Todd at Todd A. Perry. That's Todd with one D questions, comments, or to tell us about your amazing week, email us at Upworthyweekly at upworthy.com. I'm Marley Balin. Have a great week.